Hi there, I'm Sue Elvis from the blog Stories of an Unschooling Family. Welcome to my podcast. This is episode 202 and today I want to talk about unschooling and tough love. A couple of episodes ago I mentioned tough love And there are so many parents who say those words. We've got to be tough. That's the proper way to love. We've got to do unpopular things. Keep in control of our children. Demand respect. Demand obedience. There's no place for being friends with our kids. We're parents. Later on, further down the track, when our children have grown up, That's the time to be friends with our kids. I've got a couple of stories that I want to share with you on this topic, and probably I'll be making some comments about them along the way. And then afterwards, if there is time, I've got another couple of shorter stories on a different topic to end this episode with. So let's get into it. My first story is called, Can We Be Both Parent and a Friend? Originally, I wrote this story for my blog and later I edited it and included it in my book, Radical Unschool Love. I'm scrolling through my Facebook feed when I see a link to a parenting video titled something like, Be a Parent and Not a Friend to Your Kids. So being a curious person, I take a look. And after I've viewed the viral video, I am again struck by how differently I think about parenting compared to the friend who shared the link and many other people. Just for a moment, I wonder, are they right? Is it not possible to be both parent and friend? Perhaps I've got it all wrong. Surely I need to do my parental duty and demand obedience from my kids. It's good for them. They need to respect me and do as I ask straight away. No questions allowed. Yes, there'll be plenty of time to be friends with my kids when they've grown up. Right now, I need to be a parent. Of course, I only turn these thoughts over in my mind for a very short time. But I'm guessing a lot of parents are watching this video and seriously considering the ideas presented by the vlogger. She's saying something they want to hear. Parents, take back the reins. Forget all this being friends stuff. Show some tough love. It doesn't matter if our kids protest and say such things as, I don't like you. Hey, parenting isn't a popularity contest. Take control. The battle is on and we're going to win. There was a time years ago when I just wanted my kids to obey me. I'd had enough of encouraging, bribing, threatening, explaining, begging, or turning everything into a game to get them to do what I thought was right. I was tired. 
I just wanted to shout, I'm the parent and you're the child. Just do what I say. Is there anything wrong with doing this? If we shout loud enough, perhaps our kids will actually do what we want. Maybe it's good for them to be obedient. They'd be showing respect to us and learning self-discipline at the same time, wouldn't they? Perhaps we'd be doing our kids a favour by training them. Training them? Those words remind me of our puppy Quinn. My daughter Gemma Rose is training her. She demands obedience of the dog. She says, sit. And Quinn lowers her back end, her velvet soft sharpe skin, puddling around her Great Dane bottom. But do kids need the same kind of training as dogs? Instead of being obedient to our commands, surely it's better for them to choose to do what is right. And how will they ever learn to do that if we're always telling them what to do? No questions allowed. Whenever we say such things as, just do it, or I'm the parent, or I don't want to hear another word, we close down the lines of communication between our children and us. We erect a barrier. We break all connections. Why are connections so important? When we are connected with our kids, we are the most important people in their lives. They feel loved and respected. They trust us. When they need guidance, they look to us for an opinion. They come to us when they need help. And it's very likely that our connected kids will adopt our values and beliefs, the ones that we sometimes get so anxious about sharing with them. Working on our connections might take a lot more effort than saying, do it right this minute. But surely it's worth it. Don't we all want to have strong bonds with our kids? It's these bonds which allow us to be both parent and friend. Real friends accept us as we are. They don't criticise, but instead encourage and support us. They like spending time with us and sharing our interests and involving us in theirs. They cheer us on. They make life fun. They listen when we need to talk and help us through the difficult times without taking over. We can open up and say anything to good friends. They respect us. They trust us. Everyone needs a good friend. If we're not willing to be friends with our kids, they'll go looking for a friend elsewhere. Someone else will take the place that should be ours. Hey Sophie, what do you think of this? We can be friends with our kids later when they've grown up. Parents can't suddenly turn around and tell their kids that they're now ready to be their friends says my teenage daughter. It doesn't work like that. And even if it was okay, think of all those lost years. Yes, years we could have enjoyed being friends. So can we be both parent and friend to our children? 
I know we can. Yes, I wrote that story when I still had a Facebook account, so it must be rather an old story. Yes, I don't see uh, videos on Facebook anymore. Sometimes I see things on YouTube because I still have an account there. But it is amazing what kind of videos become viral. And those ones about being a tough love parent. Yes, there must be a lot of parents out there who feel that that is the way to parent children. And... It's a tough way to parent, I think, not just tough love, but it must be hard trying to stay in control all the time. I think, though, that parents who do display tough love, the ones that are firm and have kids who obey, they're the ones that other parents look towards. It sort of gives you a good status, um... Uh, People think you're being a good parent. You have taken the time to be tough, to insist on your kids uh, being obedient and doing the things that you feel are best for them. It's also best for us, best, best for the parent, isn't it? Who doesn't want the house tidied up immediately? Go do this, please do that and have kids respond straight away. But I do believe it is possible um, to have that same end result a different way through making connections with our children and respecting each other and trying to fulfill each other's needs, doing things because we love each other and we want want to help each other. Now I said just for a moment, I wonder, are they right? And all my children are grown up. It's too late now to go back and parent them a different way. So, but sometimes, yes, we do doubt, even for a moment. We question, did we do things the right way? Are we doing things the right way? How do we know? Perhaps somebody else's ideas are better than ours. Did we just give in and let our kids do what they wanted to do? That's a big criticism of unschooling. I think that many people feel that unschooling parents are lazy and they just go with the flow, let their kids do whatever the kids want to do. But I didn't ponder that or have those doubts for very long. And I just sat down and wrote this story because once I started thinking about it, it was obvious to me what was wrong with tough love and what is right with unschooling. The battle is on and we're going to win. What a way to live with your children, to be on opposite sides. Yes, I would much rather be on the same side, walking alongside my children with us all, encouraging and supporting and taking delight in each other instead of having all that conflict. 
maybe parents are reluctant to be friends with their children because of the statement, um, it doesn't matter if our kids protest and say such things as I don't like you. Hey, parenting isn't a popularity contest. So maybe a lot of people think that if we're friends with our kids, it means that we're not making them do anything that they don't want to do so that they like us. And that's not what connection is about. When we are connected with our children, we can talk, uh, we can discuss things, we can pass on our values. Yes, we respect each other and we trust each other. We don't need to train our kids. Towards the end of that story, I asked Sophie's opinion. Is it better that we leave being friends with our kids until they are grown up? And Sophie says, no, perhaps by that time, kids won't want to be friends with their parents. But even if they do, think of all those last years. Yes, all those years that we could have been taking delight in each other, enjoying our children's childhoods, not just waiting for them to grow up, doing our parental duty, being tough, holding the, uh, the reins tightly, and yes, just waiting for the day when we can be friends instead of a parent. I was also thinking about how sometimes uh, when children grow up and then they have their own children, they say such things as, Mom, I now understand. And they have their own battles with their own children. And mother and child have empathy with one another. And I think that's sad too, isn't it? That you have empathy and you connect over a difficult situation because the child is now having problems with their own child and understands what the, their parent was going was trying to do so that the child has adopted the parent's way of parenting and i think wouldn't it be so much better if that difficult situation wasn't created in the first place. Now, I think that many, many people would disagree with my opinions about parenting, but I'm happy. I am yeah, satisfied with the way that my husband and I parented our kids. And that's not to say we were or still are perfect parents. But as I've already said in a previous podcast, I think that unschooling is the right thing to do, right in the way uh, we should respect our kids, we should love them unconditionally, we should listen to them, all those kinds of things. And we can do that whether we are unschooling in an educational type way or not. Everybody can respect their children and everybody can be friends with their children.
Now, about a year ago, I was thinking about that video again, and I wrote another story about it. In the video, the woman was eating ice cream and she had a glass of a red wine, I believe. And the tub of ice cream was a family-sized tub. And she was eating and sipping her wine as she was talking. And that's what I was thinking about when I wrote this story, sharing the ice cream and rejecting tough love. There's a woman on YouTube who sips wine from a large glass while digging into a family-sized bucket of ice cream. She has some advice for parents. Her message goes something like this. Parents, take back the reins. Forget all this being friend stuff. Show some tough love. It doesn't matter if our kids protest and say such things as, I don't like you. Hey, parenting isn't a popularity contest. Take control. The battle is on and we're going to win. I've written about this woman before in a story called Can We Be Both Parent and Friend? It's in my book, Radical Unschool Love. I talked about how years ago I also wanted my kids to obey me. Life was difficult. I was often overtired. I'd yell, I'm the parent and you're the child, just do what I say. Somewhere down the track, unlike this YouTubing mother, I realised we need to respect our kids, love them unconditionally, build connections with them, be friends with them. Real friendship has nothing to do with popularity contests. I also realised that yelling and demanding obedience from kids causes a lot of harm. I wrote, whenever we say such things as, just do it, or I'm the parent, or I don't want to hear another word, we close down the lines of communication between our children and us. We erect a barrier. We break all connections. Why are connections so important? When we are connected with our kids, we are the most important people in their lives. They feel loved and respected. They trust us. When they need guidance, they look to us for our opinion. They come to us when they need help. And it's very likely that our connected kids will adopt our values and beliefs, the ones that we sometimes get so anxious about sharing with them. Working on our connections might take a lot more effort than saying, Do it right this minute. But surely it's worth it. Don't we all want to have strong bonds with our kids? It's these bonds which allow us to be both parent and friend. One thing I didn't talk about in my story was the YouTubers' ice cream and wine. Are these significant? Had this mother snuck away by herself to enjoy them? Was she having some alone time with some parents-only treats? I wonder what would happen if this mother decided to be both a parent and a friend to her kids. Perhaps she wouldn't get to eat the whole bucket of ice cream by herself. But shared ice cream is much better than ice cream that comes from a mother's only bucket, isn't it? Somehow the smiles on everyone's faces makes it taste extra delicious. And the wine? Maybe her children would say, You look tired, Mum. 
go sit down and rest while we wash the dishes. They might steer her towards a comfortable chair. They might place a glass of wine in in her hand. And she might look at her kids and think, I love being friends with my kids. I'm glad I didn't listen to all that advice about tough love. Perhaps this all sounds unrealistic. Would this really happen? Maybe I'm dreaming. No, I know. It happened to me. I'm friends with my kids. What about you? Are you friends with yours? Yes, I repeated quite a bit of the first story in the second story, didn't I? But I did have some extra thoughts to share in that story as well. Towards the end of that story, I said, perhaps this all sounds unrealistic. Would this really happen? Maybe I'm dreaming. No, I know. It happened to me. And I did write that story and I shared it in a podcast. Uh, The podcast is episode 68, Love and a Mother's Heart Stories. And there are five stories about mothers and love in that episode, episode 68. Because I am a mother, how to have demanding children who rule the house, a mother's hug, sons, scrapes and love, and breathing like mice. And I think all those stories are also in my book, Radical Unschool Love, edited versions of them. I did find um, one of those stories on an old blog, a a blog that's no longer public. I didn't go looking for it in Radical Unschool Love. Um, So I don't know if I've got time. Maybe I'll share that story as well. The unedited version. What do you think? I hope you would like to hear it. Because I am a mother... Imogen asks, what would you like for lunch, mum? A sandwich or anything will be fine. A few minutes later, lunch is ready. We hurry to the table and waiting for me on my plate is the last slice of the delicious three cheese pizza we had for dinner last night. You didn't have to give me the leftover pizza, I say. Someone else might have liked it but we wanted you to have it because you're the mother. You're special. I have no choice. My daughters are very bossy. I eat my pizza and I enjoy. Later that day, after dinner, Sophie asks, can I pour you a glass of wine? I'm about to say no, but Sophie is eager to do something for me. Yes, please. I'd love a glass of wine. Take your wine and go and sit in a comfortable chair, suggests Charlotte. But there's lots of dishes, I protest. I was going to help you with the washing up. We can do that, says Imogen. You're the mother. You go sit down. I'll forget how to work, I say. I'll become lazy. But the girls won't listen to me. 
You're very bossy, I observe. You're always telling me what to do. You girls never let me do what I want. The girls grin. They are in charge. So I take my wine and retire to a comfortable chair and I think. I think about my daughters who boss me about, who tell me what to do. It wasn't so long ago. They were completely dependent on me and I had to do all the looking after. I remember all those nights I'd have to rouse myself to feed a baby, change a nappy, take a child to the toilet, change wet bed sheets, soothe away fears. I have to admit that sometimes I hadn't wanted to do any of that. I'd wanted to stay huddled down in my warm bed and stay asleep. I enjoyed all those baby cuddles and little child smiles, but... There were times when I yearned to knit or sew or go for a walk on my own, and I couldn't because I had little ones to look after. I was so eager to be a mother. I loved my young children so very much. But some days I wanted to run away, even if only for a while. Sometimes it was just too hard. I struggled on, trying to accept the sacrifices I had to make. I was certain life would never change. But life does change. Gemma Rose climbs onto my lap. She strokes my face and says, You're tired. How do you know, I ask. You've got your tired face on. Being a mother must be hard work. It is hard work. It involves lots of sacrifices, especially when children are small and dependent. But it's worth it. I love you, Mum. You're so special. Yes, I am special. I'm special because I am a mother. That's a privileged role to have. I wouldn't change who I am for anything. Would you? Yes, that story is on a slightly different topic, but it does illustrate that even when we're connected with our children, we are mothering them, fathering them, being good parents. And when our kids are very little, it does seem like it's one way. We're putting in a lot of effort all the time. Uh, Our kids need us. They're dependent on us. But there does come a day when they want to be just like us, to help us. They want to turn around and instead of us seeing to their needs, they want to see to ours. And I guess that's part of being a good friend, isn't it? Looking after each other. And yeah, the wine, (laughs) that's where what I was thinking about when I started reading that story the times where my kids know that I am tired, uh, we're connected, they pick up on my moods and they make allowances for me. They want to look after me. They want me to sit down and have a rest and drink that glass of wine. These days, My kids are all old enough to share a bottle of wine with. We could get out a few glasses and sit there and sip wine together. But unfortunately and strangely, no, none of my children like wine. There's a few other alcoholic drinks that they do enjoy. But 
I still get all the wine to myself, not because I'm the parent, but just because my children don't like the taste of it. But that doesn't mean that I don't have plenty of wine. My girls love coming home after work with a bunch of flowers or a bottle of wine for me, which I enjoy. They're still saying, sit down, mum. I will pour you a glass of wine. I have a couple of stories now on a different topic. If you are a reader of my blog, you will know that my father died maybe three weeks ago. And just four days ago, I think, we had a memorial for him. And various members of our family got up and spoke, sharing memories, sharing thoughts about dad's life. And I want to share with you the story that I wrote for my dad, and it's the one that I presented at the memorial. So here goes. Dad carried a mustard seed in his wallet. There was also a time when he attached a tiny speck of a seed with a piece of tape to the left arm of his glasses. Probably no one noticed the seed, though someone might have wondered if Dad had damaged his glasses and had done a quick repair job, binding them together with sticky tape. The other day, we were talking about Dad's mustard seeds, and Mum reminded me, Dad said, if you have faith as big as a mustard seed, everything will be okay. There were many times in our lives when Dad must have wondered, am I making the right decision for my family? Will everything be okay? With our suitcases crammed into the boot of a taxi, flying towards the airport for another trip halfway across the world, Dad must have questioned the decision to uproot our family and start life again in another place. As he stepped onto the plane, his mustard seed firmly attached to his glasses, did he wonder if everything would work out? Would things be okay? As a child, I associated Dad's mustard seeds with mountains. Was I thinking of this quote from the Bible? For truly I tell you, if you have faith the size of a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. What did the mustard seed mean to Dad? Did it remind him that we have to step out in faith if we want to achieve impossible things, if we want to live life to the full? We can't stand still too afraid to move. Life doesn't always turn out as we hope. Maybe we're sometimes tempted to think we were wrong to have faith. But that's not true. Whatever happens, we're always okay. Faith starts with God who loves us so much and that love binds us together so we accept differences, encourage dreams, forgive mistakes care 
help and take joy in each other. Whatever we do, wherever we go, things will be okay because we have a one another. Dad always said, family is important. That's something that I've never forgotten. There's nothing more important than our people, the people we love. Mustard seeds, faith and love. Together we can move mountains. We can do impossible things. Yes, family is important. And I think there are two ways of looking at this. We could bind our kids to us by control. We could make sure that they do nothing that would reflect badly on our families. We could say such things as, how could you have done that? What will people think? And we could be very aware of what outsiders are thinking of our families and not thinking of the children within the family. Yes, family is important. And we could tell our kids that. We could insist that the family takes first place in their lives. Or we could treat our kids in such a way that there's no doubt that family is important in their eyes. Yes, our kids know that we respect them and accept them and maybe we should trust that we will always be important to each other because of the unconditional love that binds us together. I've been thinking a lot about love and how we can demand love. We want our kids to do certain things to make ourselves feel good. Uh, we, so we can say, hey, our kids have a duty towards us and then our kids ring us or they come and visit us. They remember our birthdays and we're happy. But what if we trust and our kids don't do all those things? I think it means more when we let go of our kids and trust that they will show us love Of course, when our kids become adults, some of them will move away and go on adventures of their own, explore things without us, explore their opinions and beliefs. And yes, there's not so much time for the family, but hopefully that love that we share will always keep us bound together, even if yeah, we're not part of each other's everyday lives anymore. One of the good things about gathering for my dad's memorial the other day was the gathering of people we hadn't seen for a while. And my one of my sons came home for a few days and that was pure delight. Yes. 
I always love getting together with my kids and hearing what they've been up to and their dreams and all kinds of things like that. Whatever we think about being friends with our younger children, uh, yes, we certainly want to be friends with our adult children. And of course, that means that we still have to be very careful how we talk with our children and how we respect them as fellow adults, how we trust them to sort their own problems out, follow their own dreams, uh, trust their own instincts, that kind of thing. And I've probably got a few blog posts about that topic too, and maybe I will share them in a future podcast. But for today, one last story. Oh, wow, I've got lots of stories today. This one is the last blog post that is on my blog, though by the time this podcast is published, it may no longer be the last blog post. But anyway, if you want to read it for yourself, you'll be able to find it by having a look at the show notes and following the link. Now, this post is called Wanted Passionate Unschoolers. And this post is really a plea for help. And I'm hoping that you will respond. Yes, please go over to my blog and leave me a comment if you can help me. Help me with what? What do I need help with? I better get on and read the story. And then you will know. Wanted. Parents who are passionate about sharing unschooling with the world. Do you like writing and speaking? Are you willing to tell some family stories? Do you enjoy pondering new ideas? Are you continually learning and growing? Is unconditional love important to you? Do you enjoy my blog and podcast? Are we kindred spirits? Would you like to work together? For the past year or more, I've been wondering if I need to move in a new direction. Now that all my kids are grown up and I have no more stories to tell, Perhaps I should leave unschooling behind, let go of my blog and podcast, and go do something else. But recently, I had another idea. Perhaps it's not me who needs to move on. Could it be my blog that needs to change direction? Could I stay here and continue blogging and podcasting with the help of other unschoolers? Perhaps what my blog and I need is new input, fresh ideas and stories from other people. So this is what I'm thinking. What if I included contributions from you on my blog? Maybe we could collaborate on my podcast. What if I helped you promote your own work? What if we work together, sharing our ideas and enthusiasm, offering each other friendship and support? 
Would my blog and podcast grow in value? Would I help you in return? Would we learn together? Would I feel less alone? Would I still have a place in this online unschooling world? So what do you think? Are my ideas, experiences and aims in line with yours? Are we kindred spirits wanting to share love with the world? Do you think we could work with each other? If we did, would we end up somewhere unexpected and amazing? Yes, what I think my blog needs is input from families with younger unschoolers. I've run out of stories to tell and it would be so good to have some stories about children who are still in the midst of unschooling. It would also be good to connect with unschoolers who, like myself, are older and have adult children. As I said, I sometimes feel very alone. And I guess there are other people, other parents, who have got to the same stage of life, the one that I'm at, and we're all looking around thinking, what's next? Is there a role for us to play? How can we still use all those skills and um, yeah, all those skills that we have accumulated over the past years? We want to do something valuable with, yes, um, I don't want to knit. I don't want to clean my house. I have to work the dogs and that's enjoyable, but that's not my life. I need some kind of work that is satisfying and challenging and is helpful for other people. I want to keep contributing to the conversation. So, yes, I had this idea that maybe the answer lies in collaboration with people who have similar aims to to mine. So, if you feel that's you, please hop over to my blog, Stories of an Unschooling Family, and leave me a comment. Or you could send me a message. Just recently, I put a Contact Me button on the homepage of my blog. And yes, you could send me a message if you would like to collaborate with me, work together to add more value to my blog, but also I would love to help you. Yes, together we could do impossible things. I think I said that in my story that I read out at my father's memorial the other day. If you haven't seen my books, Curious Unschoolers, Radical Unschool Love and The Unschool Challenge, please go over to Amazon and check them out. I would really, really appreciate you buying a copy of any of my books if you have been helped in any way by 
my blog posts or my podcasts or anything else that I have done as far as sharing unschooling goes online. And I would also appreciate some reviews. That would be good. Or maybe you could share blog posts or these podcasts on social media. Any help that I can get will be truly appreciated. So I'm coming to the end of episode 202. I hope you have enjoyed this episode. I would love to hear your opinion about parenting and friendship. Uh, What else did I talk about today? Well, I would love to have your help. You could come over to my blog and leave me a comment about that. And please just come over, say hello, share a story or two with me. Let's get to know each other. So until next time, live a radical life of unconditional love.